Beans is proud to present the WHS Healthy Shab Speaker Series. This week, Lisa Johnson from Westlake High School shares best practices for defeating digital distractions. Okay, so this is me. Um, I have two boys. I have one in middle school, one in elementary. I have been an educator for 17 some odd years. I've worked at the high school here for about seven years and then in a variety of other sort of capacities. And one of my kind of passions is looking at college and career readiness, social emotional learning, and kind of how those intersect with you know what we're dealing with um, on a daily basis. And I also have um, kind of done research in both of those sort of fields. Uh, the top one is the most recent one, and that was more on time management, digital distractions, reflection, readers notebooks, things of that nature. And then the bottom one, um, all about like email etiquette, collaborating in groups visual literacy, presentation skills, resume skills. A lot of the things that I've been doing here are kind of just encapsulated in those two. So that's all my resources. I do have a website as well. If you want to contact me, um, it's ljohnson3 at eansisb.net. So I did want to share with you what we're kind of doing already, and then I'll kind of move into some kind of granular and some specifics. So we have an iPad base camp. We do it every level. Uh, freshmen, sophomores, juniors, and seniors. So we do uh, freshmen, we have them come in and do a variety of different stations and kind of make sure that all of our students have kind of a baseline of skills because we've got so many of them. We have almost 3,000 here at the high school and you know, kind of meeting individually with them and trying to get them all up to speed, like that's just not possible. And so that's kind of why we bring in all the freshmen. One of the things that we showed them was Google Keep and just kind of how to use Google Keep, how to kind of organize things and to-do lists and, and what that tool is because the vast majority of them have no idea that that even existed. Um, the sophomore iPad base camp, we look at kind of creative sort of apps that they can use for projects and so that's kind of what that base camp, they kind of cycle through different stations. The juniors, um, we actually go to every classroom and we do the same thing with the seniors, it's a little bit different. So with the juniors, we talk to them about social media, we talk to them about online presence, you'll get to see some of that information that we share with them. And we also talk to them about like online portfolios and, and what that looks like and, and what colleges are going to be Googling about you and, and those sort of things, because that's kind of the, the perfect year to do that. With seniors, we talk to them about transitioning their digital things. So whether it be, um, you know, everything out of you know, their career here in Google Drive, like how do you get that out? You don't want to you know, download each file individually, you know, and just kind of working with them to make sure that that's a seamless transition. Other things we do um, on the PSAT day that's coming up very soon, I think it's October 16th, uh, we meet with kind of rotations of freshmen. One of the rotations we do is called Managing Your Digital Life. So you'll get to see the data that we've kind of gathered from them as well as Kind of anecdotal information and feedback that we share with them uh, kind of back on, on a lot of the best practices. We also collect data, insights, and feedback. I think we've been doing that for the past three or four years, so you get to kind of see all of that, and I think that's really important because I don't think there's, and, and you'll see this kind of coming into it, but there's not a one-size-fits-all way to manage distractions, and what's distracting to you may not be distracting to me, and, and so that's kind of just knowing that everybody's got their own sort of way of handling things and things that might be more of a distraction than others. Um, we've done both a cell phone challenge week and a mood and mindfulness week at the high school. We're actually looking at, I think it's the same week as the PSAT week, is digital citizenship week. So we're looking to do the cell phone challenge week again. What that is, 
is it's born out of the Born Brilliant Challenge um, from Manoush Samarodi. It's a fantastic book. Uh, and, and essentially what that is, is looking at, it's, it's, it's not like a let's get rid of cell phones, but it's like let's be mindful about their use. And so it might be today, keep your cell phone in your backpack, or today, don't take a picture with your cell phone, or they're just little challenges, and they've got kind of activities to just kind of be more mindful about what we're doing and, and how that's impacting, and they have particles and different things being sent out. The mood and mindfulness one we did um, deals with all of the things that impact mood. So it might be like going outside or listening to music or um, trying to think of the other ones, <laughs> um, drinking enough water, getting enough sleep, these sort of things. And so you'll kind of see some of those in a moment. Um, parent webinars, we have, I don't know, 13, 15 of them now that we've been doing over the past few years. I'll show you kind of the links to those. And then uh, we're gonna be doing another digital wellness night. So if you want, more of these things and I'll give you links as well um, and this entire slide deck should already be on the site as a PDF um, if it's not it should be there soon this is that GD forward slash digital wellness is kind of the, the district site that we've been putting together and adding some of these resources and continuing to add some of the resources not only things that we're doing with students and with staff but also things that we want to share out with parents and, and kind of provide to you so I wanted to show you the data though um, <laughs> So the very first year we did this was 2017, and we shared it with, just kind of blasted out to all of our students. It was not a mandatory survey, and it was an anonymous survey because we wanted actual feedback. And when you <laughs> send out you know, a survey where they're logging in, they're probably not going to be very um, honest about their feedback. So you can kind of see students uh, 2017, 2018, freshmen 2019, we actually polled all freshmen and then um, over, not the, over the summer, but the beginning of school, we did uh, high school staff and middle school staff. Um, what's really interesting, and you can kind of see all of these numbers, is the video streaming being, you know, like it's not, it's not a big deal to adults, and I'm, I'm sure that we can all attest to that. To students, and I would definitely say freshmen, I'm surprised that number is actually not higher. Um, it is a big deal. Um, it is very, you know, just like enticing. And so it's kind of interesting looking at that from like an adult perspective as well as a student perspective. Like what are distractions? Because they're not the same for everybody. Um, here, music streaming, you know, like not that big a deal to adults. It's not like a huge deal, but it's definitely more than what that was. So what is your favorite way of communicating? This was another one that we asked. And it's interesting, you can see kind of the in-person versus texting. And what's really interesting here, which I think it just is a testament to our students and, and kind of the culture, is these are, um, is everyone aware of Common Sense Media? Yes, kind of, okay. It's an excellent resource. They've got tons of things there. We have a lot of links on our site to them as well. Um, they did a 2018 national study, and so last year we took a few of those questions and embedded it into our own survey that way we could kind of see, you know, not only our longitudinal data, but also how we compare to the nation. And so that's really interesting to look at, you know, where we are and our kids really do prefer to, you know, spend time in person and things like that. Um, you can kind of see the social media here, video chatting. And then when do you check social media? <laughs> um, not shocking at all. Um, but what is kind of interesting is, because we've been doing this for a few years now, you'll kind of see that there are some downward trends in most of these, which I think is good. 
Um, I think a lot of that is just having conversations with students and, and, and really talking about, you know, like what, what does active listening mean? You know, what, what does it mean to actually be present? And, and I think that's really, really powerful to, and also to model too. Like I, you know, I sometimes, well, we have a thing like we're obviously no cell phones at the table, you know, dinner, that sort of thing. Um, but there might be times where I'm doing something and I'm like, oh, why am I, like, why am I doing this? Like, I will tell you, um, I know this will be recorded, <laughs> um, my middle schooler um, dropped his phone in the toilet. I was like, why, why, why was your phone, like, with you in the bathroom? Like, why is that a thing? Why does it need to be with you? Um, so, you know, it's just, it's like conversations like that. Uh, fortunately, it had OtterBox and it turned out okay, but um, otherwise, not so much. So listing social media apps, um, you can kind of see the spread. This should surprise anybody um, at all, I would imagine. On the national data, they didn't have Pinterest and TikTok. TikTok um, basically took over where Vine left off, essentially. I know that my middle schooler is quite obsessed with TikTok and all of its um, loveliness. So, I mean, you can kind of see that. What's interesting, and again, not surprising, is Obviously, adults on Facebook, um, not so much here on Snapchat, whereas you can kind of see that's a very different sort of picture for our students. The reason I'm showing this to you is I wanted you to kind of see what the data is when I talk to you about distractions because the vast majority of distractions tend to be social media and gaming and things of that nature. So I kind of wanted you to see the statistics on those things. Um, this was really interesting to me. How do you think social media impacts your mood? Because I really thought it wasn't going to turn out this way, um, especially a lot of the conversations that we've had with students, and, and just I, w I wasn't quite sure how it was going to turn out. So this was really positive, seeing that you know the vast majority of them feel like you know it's it's not necessarily a bad thing. It's not making you know it's like it's like myth. You know, it's kind of like in the middle to typically a positive experience, and, and I think that's good. Um, I do think it's kind of interesting to look at adults, and I, I would say that this is probably a trend. I know it's a trend for myself, too, um, looking at, well, does social media make us, like, and, and, and maybe what our perceptions are of things, but I, I just think it's a cool comparison to look at it from both of those perspectives. Okay. How important is social media keeping up with friends, our students? You can see those are kind of elevated versus um, how adults feel. And again, it's just, it's just something to kind of keep in mind. It's not like crazy elevated 70, 80 percent, um, but you know, seeing students at you know 28 percent and our freshmen at 34 percent versus um, adults at 17. And then, how important is social media for expressing yourself creatively? Um, I don't know that many adults like. I'm sure many of them in different fields, sure, but like as a whole, like many of us are on social media sharing about our family or you know connecting with people. It's not always about creativity, but um, you are starting to see kind of a more of a trend that students do use it too as a way to kind of creatively share things. And I will tell you that we've got several students who, you know, will open up a social media. We just had one graduate, um, he's a photographer. So, you know, he shares all of his images on Instagram, which absolutely makes sense for that particular sort of field. So, all of that being said, um, <laughs> and this is actually my partner here, uh, Mr. Hanson, he's in the back. So there are two of us, um, ed partners now, not educational technologists, but we do very similar things. And, and so this is us actually meeting with our juniors, uh, talking about, I was talking about portfolios, and um, Mr. Hansen was talking about uh, kind of the, the good and bad of social media. And so I'm gonna kind of share with that as well. So 
when you think about social media, and I have actual sheep, it's really interesting. And please know that, yes, the list of bad is longer than the list of good. <laughs> I realize that. Um, but when we actually did this survey, and it was an open-ended survey with juniors, it, it, we categorized things. So there, the list of good was actually much longer, but there were like subcategories underneath all of the entertainment. It was like watching football or I don't, I don't know what other entertainment things. Um, but these are kind of the subcategories or the, the main overarching categories. So you know, connection and interact, uh, interaction, professional use, because every college and, and sort of entity that we've talked to, businesses, they do. They Google people. They will you know look at their social media. We've had that conversation with students. Um, and then social and global good. There's a lot of you know positive things that are happening out on social media, and obviously entertainment. So we talked about that, and what was good was they generated this list. We did not do this, so they generated all this information, which you know, made us feel really good that they did know. Like yes, there are there is both good and bad to it. Um, Cyberbullying, catfishes, uh, racism, animal abuse, pictures of vaping. Like this was very spe very specific list. Um, <laughs> academic dishonesty, identity theft flexing um, and venting and it just kind of those sort of things and so we have that conversation you know it's like it's not inherently good or bad it's how you're using it and it's how it's you know making you feel and you have to be aware of those things so I wanted to show you these activities and I'm going to kind of show you some best practices this was the cell phone challenge week that I was mentioning before we are doing this again in October and we've encouraged our staff last year they did it with like some of them were like oh I'm doing the challenge we'll talk about it it is it's important for our adults to share you know like what am I doing with this what, what's what's happening with this how am I managing distractions because I'm a grown adult <laughs> and I procrastinate I have my own distractions some days I don't feel like doing anything and I'm gonna go watch you know season three of glow on Netflix um, and and that's okay so just kind of being aware of that and having those conversations and so we will send this out to parents as well. So if you wanted to engage in the activity with, you know, and have like a conversation like, oh, hey, I tried this app or I tried this, you know, this is kind of working for me or this is what it looks like at, you know, job or work or home or whatever it is. Um, Monday, what we typically do is they get a tracking app like Moment Space, um, which is now available for iOS as well as Android. Or if you have um, an iOS device and it's already updated to iOS 12 or 13, um, you already have screen time, so it'll it'll track that inherently anyway. Tuesday was put your phone in the pocket or bag as you're walking down the hall. And it's just the idea of like, you know, when it's not on you, you know, it, it you just don't think about it as much. Um, it's the same thing there was a study talking about you're more um, empathetic when you don't have the phone like next to you, like even in a conversation, like even if it's not face up. Uh, photo free day, and there's there's articles about this as well um, I think they're actually on the site I shared with you earlier but just the idea of when you don't take a photo of something and you really try to kind of cement that sort of moment in your brain it lasts a lot longer because when you take photos of things it's just kind of like I'm putting it into default which I mean I have a lot of photos so it's it's fine like I, I think we all take photos um, but you just we don't have to take photos of everything all the time you know you see those commercials of like where they're videotaping the entire concert and you're like well were you at the concert or were like you behind the camera at the concert because you wanted to share it on social media <laughs> which by the way your you know cellular network doesn't work very well and then you can't upload the videos anyway um, <laughs> so putting your phone on do not disturb all day and that's a conversation that actually a lot of our students are already doing which was great 
Um, and then deleting one of your phone's most used apps for the day. You can find all of that information just for the day. It's okay. Like you have an account, you can get it back. It's not a big deal. Um, I've done that before. Actually, I did an entire 30-day social media detox where I deleted all. I didn't like, delete the accounts, but I, I just shut them all down. Um, and and kind of just didn't. Do, I had a lot more time on my hands. It was, it was actually it was really impressive. Um, this is the mood and mindfulness one that we did. So you can see um, sleep impacts mood. We all know that. Um, we know that as adults. We obviously know that about our own children. And so we tried to do power naps in the principal's conference room. That just didn't work. Um, <laughs> we'll, we'll revise that for next year. We also had um, stickers. That we, it was like drink more water, WHS. We just gave those out to anybody who was filling like a refillable water bottle to kind of encourage that. Uh, we had hula hoops out in the courtyard. They loved that. They loved the hula hoops and like the um, bubbles and things like that to get them out in the courtyard. We were going to have a live band, um, but it got rained out that day. So I think when we try to do this again, we'll bring that back up. And then this one was popsicles. And so again, we had like chalk outside and they had popsicles and they just thought it was like the best thing ever to go outside and like engage with people and have like a, you know, icy pop. So that was fun. Um, oh, we also had like a mood tracker too that they got so they could actually kind of track their mood with certain activities and like how much water and kind of see how that works. I do want to, does anybody have elementary students by any chance? Okay, cool. Uh, so this one you're probably familiar with, the one on the left-hand side, the time management form. Uh, that's been going on for the past, I don't know, three, four years. That came out of kind of the Challenge Success um, Stanford sort of project that we were working with. And, and the, the idea is just, when students are, you know, there's only 168 hours in the week, so you have to really be cognizant of what you're doing and, and how you're scheduling your courses. I mean, there's only so much time and you do have to sleep and eat and, you know, like those are biological imperatives. So just kind of having an idea of what that looks like. Well, you know, I've got a job or, oh, I've got, you know, these four extracurriculars. I only have so much time for, you know, this or that or, or watching Netflix or whatever it is. So we did an elementary version. The elementary version was obviously not meant to be um, completed exclusively by the elementary student, but it was more just to kind of like, oh, I've got you know tutoring, or oh, I've got you know piano or football or whatever. Like, what does that look like? What you know? And every, every elementary here has different sort of homework practices and things like that. But just being aware of what that is, and then you know, how much screen time am I having? How much free time am I having? And just having those conversations, it's just, it's a form that should, should have gone out with everybody. It looks different based on the campuses. The other thing, and this is all kind of things that are, have already happened. Um, these are some of the topics that we've done, distractions in social media, managing your digital life, putting your uh, best digital foot forward. This is the one that Mr. Hansen and I did with juniors. So if you want to basically watch that talk, all of these are available. If you just go to the directory on um, WHS, and you look for Lisa Johnson or Chris Hansen, um, this is all there. It's kind of, we're already linked on there. Also, all of the podcast, or all of the talks from last year, as well as anything happening this year, I've been turning into podcasts. So they are available to listen to. I've kind of shrunk them down. I've taken out like, you know, chatter and different things like that because you don't want to listen to that in a podcast. Um, but, but they're available for you as well. So there's a lot of topics that, that kind of fall into a lot of these different things. One other thing that this was, uh, Chris actually created this graphic on the left-hand side, the Be Present. 
And so there's some things that we're doing, and, and this is, they should be in posters all around the hall, all around the classrooms. So it's just the idea of really being mindful of what, what does that present mean? It means that you know your AirPods aren't in your ears. That's a whole nother conversation. Um, <laughs> and, you know, that you're able to collaborate and you're able to communicate and, you know, create. And then, you know, your phones are on silent. They're out of sight. They're distraction-free. Kind of see the open for ears for um, understanding, time for learning, because we're also addressing all of the other accessories and devices that come with um, distractions. So we have that consistent signage. We're also going to start sending out some things um, through the PTOs, just tips and different things like that. So little things here and there where you don't have to read, you know, an entire diatribe of information. Um, and then student focus groups as well. So I'll mention books because I love books. And if uh, there are topics that you want to kind of dive deeper into the dealing in this sort of distraction realm, um, I think these are great. I've read all of them, so I would recommend all of them. The first one's Notes on a Nervous Planet. It's more of like a bunch of collections of essays and poems. It's kind of a very quick read, but he talks about how kind of anxiety and distractions and his own sort of way of dealing with them. They're all about balance. They're not, none of them are about like, we're stripping away, you know, completely with devices, um, but just kind of how do we manage these in our lives? And then the other one, um, Make Time, How to Focus on What Matters Every Day by Jake Knapp and John, I cannot pronounce his last name, I think it's Zaratsky. Zaratsky. Um, one of them used to work at Google, um, the other one used to work at YouTube. And so they talk about like how they manage distractions, like how, and, and all of these like really cool, like sort of ideas and best practices and research and, and they're fantastic. Again, this is Lisa Johnson, not the district, <laughs> recommending these. I just wanted to share that with you. This one, um, Digital Minimalism by Cal Newport. He also wrote Deep Work. So this is a fantastic book too, if you kind of want to get into it. He's writing from the perspective of a professor. I think he's a professor of comp sci um, on the East Coast. That's a fascinating book. Um, oh, and I'll also mention, I didn't check the West Bank Library, but all of these are available at the Austin Public Library if you wanted to check them out. I did check that. Gordon Brilliant was the one I mentioned, um, how spacing out can unlock your most productive and creative self. So it's just the idea of, we don't have a whole lot of time to not do anything. <laughs> um, a lot of times we're, we're constantly doing something or we're never bored because I can pick up my phone and, you know, find an endless stream of content. And so those are when the best ideas, you know, that kind of the other part of your brain switches off. That's why you have great ideas when you're driving or, you know, when you're in the shower and things like that, because you're, you're in a completely different state of mind. This one's fantastic as well. She's actually started working with Instagram um, to share some content. She's all over. She's been on different news stations. Um, social media wellness, helping tweens and teens thrive in an unbalanced digital world. All of them are fantastic. They all have excellent ratings on Amazon. I've read all of them. Uh, so if this is like a topic that is interesting to you, I think I also linked all of them off of the digital wellness site too. So they should all be there for you. Getting the actual best practices down, because I kind of wanted to set the stage for all of this first. We asked a very open-ended question of how do you manage distractions? And this is of our high school staff, and these are specific adults, like not how they manage in the classroom, but how they manage it as an adult, because I think that's an important conversation to have. So, you know, someone said deleting social media app or turning it on night mode, um, trading work time without the device to earn reward time. No work email on personal device. I actually took off all email off of my phone, um, and I only have one social media. Well, two now. Um, <laughs> I did add one back. Um, 
but you know, or putting phone in trunk when driving. Um, I keep my phone in my purse at home. This one says time limits on social media. I had never heard of this, um, but flipped FLIPD makes my phone only a phone and blocks all other apps for apparently, I don't know, a set amount of time. Limit notifications, put phone out of reach. Um, I've also done the move social media, just like taking all of the things are distraction and putting it like four screens off and little just tricks and things like that. So these are things that adults do, but I think that they're, a lot of our students are doing these sort of things too. Um, having a specific purpose with clear expectations. So like, why am I picking up my phone? There was uh, one of the tips in one of the books talked about like putting a rubber band or something, a physical reminder on the phone. So when you pick it up, you're like, why am I picking this up? Not that you're gonna like smack yourself with a rubber band, but that you're like, why, why am I, why am I touching it? Am I touching it because I'm bored? Am I touching it because I'm fidgety? Like why, why am I even, you know, unlocking my phone in the first place? Um, setting alarms, you know, just kind of, hey, I'm gonna do this for 20 minutes, I'm gonna do this for five minutes, you know, whatever that is. That was high school staff. Um, middle school staff talked about um, try not to be on my phone when I go to bed, I think it's fantastic. Um, turning off push notifications, deleting apps that encourage frequent checking. So that's something else I did too, and I think it's, it's something we've talked to students about, like turn off all those notifications because those are programmed for a reason. They are programmed, especially the social media ones, they're programmed like slot machines, where it's like, I'm gonna pull it down, I get more contact, there's a particular delay in the time for a reason, you know, like that's that's how they're coded. That's actually why, this was at South By a few years ago, they were talking about how there needs to be more ethics in coding, um, and, and that whole conversation, which is not, it's current, but I don't know that we've come as far as we need to in that particular realm, but, um, I think us as consumers need to, you know, kind of be aware of those things. Um, this one said zero social media, break time for social media. And this is what our high school students said. Interestingly enough, um, <laughs> yeah, so I read through about 600 of these. <laughs> I only gave you like, because kind of, some of them are repeats because it was an open-ended question. And then some of them were, um, you know, just, Kind of fell into the same sort of category so like some kids said i'm not easily distracted like it's just not a thing for me and i was like kudos to you because i am an adult and i'm easily distracted um you know just putting it down i have good self-control i was like again kudos <laughs> um you know i put my phone on airplane mode turn off notifications plug it in the same room my parents are a lot of them said i put it in another room i gave it to my parents you know that sort of thing and this is just freshmen in this particular one um, I put my phone in earbuds in the kitchen, work on my homework in my room. These were all interesting too, like put my phone in a drawer, turning off the phone, do not disturb, laying everything face down, my mom will keep my phone. Um, <laughs> so, and then these are other things I just thought I'd share because I thought they were really interesting, um, especially the two on the left because they were after my own heart. Um, <laughs> like one said, I love my devices, but sometimes I take a break to read instead. Um, <laughs> may not be everybody's child um, that's okay there were some that were like I do have problems with distractions and like that's why we took all of that data and that information and we're gonna be sharing it back with them as well um, keeping my planner out to remind me what I need to do fantastic uh, I set a rule that after 20 minutes of homework I can look at my phone for five minutes so I don't get tempted while I'm doing homework allowing yourself a set amount of time for screens and then putting it away after so like and this is just freshmen I would say I, I could tell you majority or not majority. I would say the majority of them had something in place or they felt like they weren't distracted. There were certainly not a, a large minority, but it was it was still a minority of kids who don't have an idea of like, well, how am I gonna deal with that? And that's why we're gonna be talking to them 
and, and kind of sharing out these resources with you. But I think it's important to share, I mean, you saw just these four slides, like they're all over the place in different strategies. It's like whatever works for you and what may work for you now may not work for you in three years and that's okay. Um, so getting down to nitty gritty about these things, if you have not gone into screen time in iOS 12, um, now iOS 13, you absolutely should, it's fantastic. There's a lot of different, this is actually my screen time at one point. Um, <laughs> and you know, it'll tell you like by category, so how much time are you on social networking? I did have a student say, um, I, I just wanna restrict this particular app to an hour. Some of them you can do that way, like a social media one, Instagram, you can do that. Um, TikTok, I think you can do that. But you typically right now, it's, it's sorting it by category. So it'd be like all of them versus like just this one. But that's just good information to know. Um, moment and space, and actually this one's an, there's an Android version of this one as well. So this one's really cool. They can download it. Um, it tells them how much time they've spent, how many times they've picked up their phone, which I think is fascinating. Um, a lot of the national research is something like 80 to 90 times a day people pick up their phones. Um, and, and normally it's like, obviously you're not on your phone that entire time. It's just like, oh, nobody called me or oh, like, you know, there's no notifications. <laughs> I don't know why I just picked up my phone. Um, but it'll tell you that. And also it'll track waking life, which basically it's tracking it because it thinks that the second you put down your phone and the second you pick up your phone are basically when you're sleeping, which for a lot of people that is like they use their phone for alarm. I'm trying not to do that anymore. I bought like a physical analog alarm for that reason and, and try to keep my phone out of the room for just distraction and sleep and all that sort of stuff. Uh, I did want to show you an Instagram because I would say a lot of our students are on Instagram and this is a, a newer sort of thing. There's a way in the upper right hand corner, I think under um, your activity, where you can go in and say manage your time and you can set, now it's not going to shut it down, but you can set a daily reminder and say I only want to spend an hour on Instagram today and it'll say like you've spent an hour. Okay. I mean, obviously you can then say like, okay, well, I'm gonna spend another hour. <laughs> like that's, <laughs> that unfortunately can happen. Um, that's why you'd have to set other, you know, kind of screen time sort of stuff. But uh, I think it's, it's a helpful sort of thing. And honestly, like if you have high school students, which I'm imagining all of you do, um, or even middle school students, like I think it's a good practice now to have these conversations and, and have times when, you know, this is the last time in their life that they're gonna have this structured of a schedule. Even when they get to college, they're not gonna have this structured of a schedule, and certainly not unless they become an educator. Uh, are they gonna have this structured of a schedule? So really kind of having some things in place and, and being mindful of these things now, so when they have hours to themselves, you know, and it, it's just not, you know, it's not a problem there to have things in place. There's, we shared this uh, app, it's the only one I'm sharing with you that costs money, it's $1.99, um, or it was $1.99 the last time I checked for it. It's, I think, only an iOS app. Has anybody seen this, the Forest app? Okay, oh, you showed me yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've shared it. So I have, I've actually done a time management talk with our um, mentorship students as well as our medical assistant students. And, um, and then they've, I'm sure, shared out different things. We also, when we spoke with freshmen, I guess a few years ago, we mentioned this app. Some of them really like it. Again, not everything works for everybody. But what you do is you essentially set a timer um, I need 20 minutes without distraction, I need 45 minutes without distraction, I need an hour, wh whatever it is. Um, the smaller the time, the smaller the bush or shrub or tree. If it's three hours, it's gonna be a larger tree. 
essentially, anybody who likes gamified sort of stuff uh, will love this. So essentially the way it works is if you don't get out of the app or do anything else on the phone, then your tree grows, yay, you can start building a forest. If you do something or get out of the app, then your tree or bush dies. <laughs> Sad. Um, <laughs> there's also like a whole altruistic sort of thing behind this. I think they get like coins or something like that and then they can actually um, donate to build for, I always say build forests, um, <laughs> grow forests um, and, and kind of that sort of thing, which I think is a positive. I think space and moment are very similar in what they do, they, they more track things. I think space, the other thing I'll mention is, I think space has like a whole, you can bring in your friends and so you can like compete with your friends on that sort of level. Like, oh, I spent more time or less time or, you know, we're trying, kind of like when you join a club and you're, you know, all trying to exercise together, that sort of thing. So if that works, if not, um, it, it's funny, my son is taking Spanish this year and he downloaded the Duolingo app and he spent a lot of time on that app, even though it's not really for class, because of all the gamified, like, oh, I got badges and I have a ranking. And I'm like, why? Like, <laughs> okay, I'm, I'm happy you're doing that, but I think that's helpful. Something I did when I was doing that 30-day social media um, detox is I created something on my phone, like a wallpaper, and I asked this question, like, is it purposeful? When I reflect on today, will it bring me joy and or satisfaction? Does it contribute to my values? And, and my values were creativity and respect. And so I, I just created a little reminder on my phone. So every time I opened it, I'm like, what, what am I doing? Like, why am I even opening my phone in the first place? Uh, so, so that's something you could also do or share with students. If your students also bring additional devices, which many of them do, I would say the fair number of our juniors and seniors bring an additional device. So I wanted to share these with you as well. Um, I use the self-control on MacBook. It's just the damn, there's some paid versions of this, but I like to try free stuff because it's free and then I can test how it works and if I'm actually gonna plan on using it before I buy anything. I do know the people in like, you know, businesses and things of that nature will use apps of this nature um, with their teams. So self-control on the MacBook, basically you download it. Um, it's a free program and then you say, I don't want access to whatever, whatever like Netflix, Amazon, um, Facebook, and then you say three hours. And you can't, it's not a passcode, like you, you would have to uninstall the app, which I feel like is a lot of work, not a lot of work, but it would take enough time that it would be enough of a barrier would do it. Um, and then it, it just looks like this, it says can't connect to server, like it just won't let you get to those. So again, I, I think these are important sort of tools if people need those tools to share and say, hey, you know, I, I use this. I'm an adult sometimes and sometimes I'm just like, you know, if I can't get to it, like, yeah, I'll probably go do this. Um, but sometimes, you know, you're, you're tired or, or just whatever it is, and your kind of barriers for those things are down. Uh, in Google Chrome, they're stay focused. Same concept. It's, it's the same type of uh, tool. So I just have a few questions for you. Um, and, and I'll kind of show you this activity. I think it's a helpful one. And a lot of times when they're talking about goal setting or even social media or distractions or any of those sort of things, it, it always starts kind of with like a value, like what are your values? So just think about a moment. So think about your life, your practice, whatever that is. Um, what is the value that resonates most with you? Would it be, I'll give you some examples. <laughs> These are some. <laughs> So is it, you know, compassion? Is it kindness? Is it, you know, mindfulness, creativity, physical, uh, you know, family, humor, intuition? Like, what, what is that sort of core thing to you? And then,
um, how does your current blank contribute to or hinder you from those values and having that conversation. So for me, one of my values is creativity. Like I, I just, I love being able to create things. It's just, it's just something that's kind of inherent in who I am. And so if I'm doing other things that are taking away from that time, that's a much easier conversation than somebody telling me, you know, don't do this or why are you on Instagram or whatever. Um, so just kind of having that values conversation, like what are your values? Are your values, you know, academics? Are they success? Are they spending time with your friends? Because if, if those things are really important to you, look at how you're spending your time and, and what you're doing because that's, that's a conversation you just kind of have to have with yourself. Um, so, and then th this question I'll show you as well. I think it's a really cool question to have. And actually, um, there was a UT professor who was at South by last year and they did this with all of their incoming, they kind of did like a digital detox in only 48 hours uh, with all of their incoming freshmen for this particular course. And this was one of the questions that they asked them, you know, faced with the prospect with, of going without digital communication technology for 24 hours, how would you feel? How would you feel? Good. <laughs> 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 would anybody feel like anxious? Sure. I mean, it's, you know, I think about it, my, well, my seventh grader, like he was born right around the time of the iPhone, which is really when like this kind of thing blew up of, of mobile technology and, and what that looks like. And so, He's a very different generation than even, you know, what we have in high school, which they, they kind of, but it wasn't like, you know, from inception. Um, so kind of being aware of that and, and it's okay to feel that way, but you do have to be mindful of, of all of these sort of things. So that's kind of everything I have. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for joining us. If you're interested in the archived video recording of this session and any corresponding handouts or resources, please visit the WHS Healthy Shaps website at healthyshaps.weebly.com.